1: Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, thanks for listening to the show. Join your hosts, Bill Alfsted and Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey Seahawks fans, welcome back to another episode of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alfsted, sitting down with co-host Keith Myers, here to talk Seahawks football, get you all caught up with the uh, latest training camp stuff. Um, and we are going to focus on camp battles in this show. So we're going to get y'all updated on where we're at on the matchups that we've been watching in training camp in the games, uh, on our own roster and, uh, try to figure out, uh, where things stand with that. As we head into the final preseason game, game three against the green Bay Packers at Lambeau field on Friday night. And then cut downs are next week Tuesday, so a week from today, rosters need to go from ninety to fifty three. We've got a bit of news for you. Uh, one of the issues is not great, but um, here we are.
2: Yeah um, the the news on on Injigba is not good, and um, that is it's not something. horrible. It's no, just not but good. a broken bone is not is never a good thing. So, um, yeah, we might as well like. We don't, he had surgery. It's already done by the time we're recording, but we do not know how long he's going to be out. They wouldn't know that until they went in um, and started cutting.
1: They did did speculate early. Uh, Bob Condado reported that. They didn't believe it was um, of serious nature, but just needed fixed. Uh, Similar to what Tyler Lockett went through last year where he only missed a game plus a bye week. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba has got three weeks here. Uh, to kind of get ready to go. Um, You know, if he misses a week, it's not that big of a deal. If he misses four to six weeks, that that really impacts the the roster and decisions uh, will need to be made. Decisions are going to have to be made anyway. Um, But he broke a bone in his wrist on that big play that he had um, against the Dallas Cowboys, 49-yard reception, tackled at the one-yard line when he came down. He braced himself with his hand. And, uh, that thing kind of torqued a little bit, broke a bone in there. Apparently, uh, this is the first we heard about it this morning, um, as it was broke by, uh, Adam Schefter and, uh, had surgery today in Philadelphia and, uh, there is a chance he'll be ready by September 10th. However, uh, they won't, as Keith said, they won't know until the report comes out from the surgeon, how things went, what they needed to do with the extent of it and so forth. So. A bit of an unknown as we record late Tuesday afternoon. No reports have come out as to the status of that. And we'll just have to kind of keep our ear, um, ear open for, for any updates. Uh, but it's not great news in, in that obviously you want Njigba to be healthy, um, as he's clearly a top three, uh, wide receiver on this roster and probably, you know, on any roster. I mean, he's just really going to be one of those impact players immediately. And so it'd be good to have him on the field, uh, in updated news in the wide receiver room. Uh, Kate Johnson was cleared, uh, from concussion protocol today. So I had a body that's familiar with the offense back, um, onto the practice field. And then Seattle also signed undrafted rookie free agent Malik flowers, uh, just out there. Uh, and Seattle's bringing him in for a look, but yep.
2: Out of Montana.
1: Depending on what happens to Njigba, uh, if he's out long, for, for whatever reason, speculating here, long-term, you know, four to six weeks, um, Seattle will definitely address that probably with with some sort of veteran presence, I would imagine. But they do have enough. I mean, the competition is pretty fierce for the fourth, fifth, sixth spots on this roster. And we're, we'll talk about that today, update. Uh, those uh, competition battles a little bit, but they do have some bodies there that could come in and pull down the fort if it was short term.
2: Yeah, um, I, I'm not as concerned, um, mainly because you, Tyler Lockett had a similar injury and was out for one game. I think it was two weeks, but there was a um, a bye week in there. But he missed one game, and if that's the case, then Njigba could be ready for the start of the season, and. Um, like, but as you said, we don't know because we don't know if um, if it is that same level of break or not. Um, but it's supposed to be similar. If it is, then well, yeah, he can be out there playing. And and even if it's longer, it's a couple of weeks um, into the regular season. This is more. This is a marathon, not a sprint. And getting him back, getting him healthy for the long. Hall of the season um will will be a huge lift for the offense simply because they didn't have anybody like him last year. So Seattle the, the, does
1: have a go ahead.
2: I want to say that the offense will be better just period. So
1: Seattle does have a couple of options there with the roster. Um and in Jigba. Um he would need to be on the fifty three uh when the cutdowns are made. And uh twenty four hours after that he can go on to IR and miss a minimum of four games. Yeah. And um, I don't think they want to do that. That would open up a roster spot. Now the only reason they would do that is if they knew for a fact he was gonna be out four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um if he's only gonna miss a couple of games, he's gonna be on the roster. He's just not gonna be active and um you know, they they can they can play around with the with the roster, and have a couple of uh, Of uh, guys come up off the practice squad that first game and so forth, so they've got a a, a few different options there. It's not uh, do or die by any means, like Keith said. It's it it is a marathon. We want them for the long haul. It's better if there's any concern at all or any uh, weakness in there or any flexibility issues. Um, And I don't, I can't remember which hand it is. I believe it is his left hand, which is which is better than his right primary uh, hand, but um don't quote me on that. I just from the picture I saw of the actual impact when he put his hand on the ground, it looked like it was his left hand. okay, so let's get into this show. um basically, what we're doing today is we're just talking about competition battles on the, our own roster uh there's there's quite a few different spots that are uh open as far as the depth is concerned on this roster uh spots you know forty eight through fifty three uh, if you will, are kind of in contention. Everything else is pretty well set. I think all the starters are set at this point, point. Um, and we can talk about that, I think, after the show, after our recap show, after the game, and before the roster is, is uh, set to the 53, we'll have a 53-man roster prediction show. I think that'll come out on uh, next Sunday, uh, and we'll talk about, about all this. But uh, where do you want to start, Keith?
2: Um. Let's start over on offense and, and, um, you know, look, we already kind of talked a little bit about the, the wide receivers, um, with, you know, because, uh, Smith Najigma is, is out.
1: Um, yeah, we can get into a little bit more in depth to that.
2: But there's, want. there's a lot of other stuff going on. Jake Bobo, hmm. um, seems to be a lock and to make the roster. And if, um, Smith uh, Najigma is out, for gate week one, then um, Bobo might actually be. I mean, he the, as a third wide receiver, I consider that a starter. Uh, and that's that is an unexpected spot for him, right? Um, but he's looked good in the preseason and in camp. Who so, else is there? I mean, let's um, talk about
1: that. I mean, Derek Young has not looked good so far in the preseason. Now I don't know what that's attributed to, but he's had uh, a few, you know, no four tar- targets, no receptions, no stats two drops and for in four, and and so four that's targets. that's not a great look for him to to kind of especially with Bobo and Landers kind of pressing eskridge was going to be there and have a have a good he started having a good camp the heat was kind of on Derek uh, Young and he didn't step up at least to this point mm-hmm. now um we'll we'll see what happens going forward but it's a little disappointing and we know about Escridge Keith he's just not going to be available he's, out he's not gonna be weeks. available for the
2: first six weeks and hopefully he's he'll be injured. healthy when he comes back we'll see if exactly. that ever happens so. um but yeah and then but so you look at um you know obviously the top two they're finding me you know there's one or two better duos in the entire league um than what Seattle has with their top two but without their number three guy you've got and then behind them you've got Jake Bobo and Cody Thompson or right? now, Johnson, Cody Thompson. I mean, or? this
1: this actually is, is beneficial for Cody Thompson. Not wishing injury on anybody, especially one of our starter guys, but um, it does give Thompson a chance to to make the roster. He was real fringy. I mean, you take a look at Matt Landers, um, Jake Bobo, Cade Johnson's back from the concussion protocol now. Cody Thompson had a, uh, a couple catches, I believe, in the Dallas game. Aesop mm-hmm. Winston is a guy that can also return. Uh, kicks for you, so and
2: also Lindsay, um yeah, uh, who came on in this game and, and and looked really good both as a punt and kick returner and then had a couple of big receptions, including one like fantastic catch on a throw that, that wasn't as accurate as a quarterback would want it to be, but he was able to go up and get it and turn up field and and um, do some nice things there. So there, it's a crowded room. Um, I liked it a lot better when. It was healthy and you had um you know eskridge and uh smith Najigma in there and this looked like your top four and then whoever else can get on the field maybe um but now you're missing two of those guys and it's um good thing bobo has stepped up so you've got three guys but you know there's two other um spots available and like five guys vying for it it's a very like weird spot
1: yeah. And it, you know, the first game or, or two could be, you know, some, some guys we're just not familiar with and we'll just have to kind of go, go into the season with that and uh, make do tight end room needs to step up a little bit receivers out of the backfield, et cetera. Gino's got plenty of weapons. Um, this, you know, without Njigba in there, uh, it does become a little wishy-washy, especially with Dariq Young, Eskridge, not really kind of performing at this point. Um, you're really going to count on Jake Bobo, um, which is, which is an interesting spot for, for him. Um, talk about Rob rise, quick rise all the way from undrafted rookie free agent to potentially starting your first NFL game mm-hmm. on September 10th. That's just wild. All right. Let's talk about, um, the, the quarterbacks really quick. I just wanted to briefly go over that. Um, Um, Drew Locke has had a great performance. I think he's, he's locked in at the number two for sure. Geno's at the top. And then you've got Aylers, um, Holton Aylers sitting there, a guy that, you know, is essentially having a tryout for the practice squad, if you will. Um, and that's, that's kind of a cool thing. Um, but there is that third quarterback rule this year that may impact him. Uh, if they so choose to keep him on the, on the practice squad, um, you can have an emergency quarterback on the roster. So if a team uh, designates an emergency quarterback and they can be activated in the event that the team's first two quarterbacks are either injured or disqualified in a game. So he doesn't even have to be you know, counted on the 53 until they activate him. Um, and they can do that during the game and that's that's kind of what that rule is so they may keep a a guy like him around now you know i don't know if he'd go out and win a game for you obviously but um you know he could hold down the forties he's he's learned the offense it's better than somebody coming in from scratch
2: well and his ability to um i mean he's a big kid he's like 260 pounds and runs well he's Mm -hmm. hard to take down um he's a as mobile as you'll, you'll find as far as, you know, a power running quarterback, um, power running
1: quarterback. You don't hear that very often. No, the only (laughs) other,
2: the only other power running quarterback was Drew, uh, or as Cam Newton. Um, but he does some nice things. And so if you need, um, if you need to rely on him, you're not, you don't even have to ask him to run the same offense and do all the Geno Smith things because you can, tail your offense to a unique skill set um and run you know read option kind of stuff and really like take advantage of his feet and then throw off of you know getting once teams step up to try and stop that um he is a unique guy and i like that he's probably going to stick around as that emergency quarterback i think that um yeah if you've got a lead in a game and and um you know your guys get hurt, both of them, and you have to go to your emergency quarterback. I could see him coming in and and holding on to a game by running the ball, grinding out um, right. some first downs, and 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 milking a clock until um, and have Probo you know, come
1: to the rescue again with a high point catch that never was intended to even be re, you know caught. Uh, yeah, I could see something like that happening too. Um, hopefully, we don't have to use that because that's you know that's. Definitely worst-case scenario territory. But, um, yeah, I think he does, at this point, you know, deserve a spot, at least on the practice squad, and we'll see how that goes. Um, Kenny McIntosh has been injured. I understand he's back at practice finally. Bryant Kobach uh, had six carries, 32 yards against the Vikings, and then has not had an opportunity to get back onto the field. He's been battling a, a little something as well. That's given an opportunity for... Sir Roderick Thompson, um, to come in and he's rushed for 14, uh, carry 64 yards and a touchdown and his opportunities. Um, that's, that's where this competition is at for maybe a back end deal, definitely a practice squad spot or two. I, you know, I think that, that you're going to see probably four running backs carried and six wide receivers, uh, three tight ends, but that's just just me right now. They could go five running backs. I doubt it, though. Um, we'll see.
2: I, I don't see a need because I don't see the the I don't see the talent being there to carry that many. Um, I think you're looking Brian at Go
1: actually looked pretty competent.
2: He did, and and Thompson looked competent this last week. And does that mean that they're both better than we thought, or does that mean that um the third string line against the third mm-hmm. string defense? um is a plus for Seattle and uh anyone can run behind that. You know what I mean? Like it is it a is this a line question or is this a, a running back talent question? Um and having gone the back only and the question re-
1: would be is if Kenny McIntosh hasn't done enough or isn't healthy enough that the team believes
3: that he's ready to go into the season um and they and they bring a guy like go back up. Yeah. I mean but that's a that's a different question. Um, that is a different question, but you are right. These guys haven't done
1: enough to to break through, uh, and and that was never the intent with these guys. Uh, I think the four at the top were always going to be the four, and unless yeah. injury was was going to happen,
2: that is true. And so, and we were kind of just expecting that. And having a couple guys pop in a in a preseason game at the end, you know, in the fourth quarter is nice. It means, hey, maybe we have something on a practice squad guy, but the idea that any of them is more than a re, um, injury replacement, I think, is,
3: um, I mean, that's just all it is. It says don't, um, don't read into it more.
1: So on the offensive line, really, there were two different spots for potential comp, uh, competition when we entered training camp: Phil Haynes against Anthony Bradford, and Center Evan Brown, the the veteran, against Center Olu, Olu uh Timmy uh the draft pick and both ended up reverting to the veterans and there really wasn't that much of a competition turns out.
2: Um not at guard at all. Bradford was never really he never really made any kind of play to try and push um Haynes in at all. Uh Olutimi I feel did um and was close but uh getting banged up after the first game and missing the second one certainly didn't help him uh especially since Brown had the lead at that point anyway. Um and it looks like, yeah, we're going into the the season with um <clears throat> the vets playing. I don't know if that'll if they'll finish the season that way. I mm-hmm. would be very surprised if Olawatini is not getting snaps uh throughout most of the second half of the season.
1: Do you know where he's at with his elbow injury?
2: Um what I read was that he should be back at practice.
1: So, uh one pressure allowed all uh preseason by Evan Brown. So there is some hope. There's some some light there. Um I know that when we talked uh in June, July, we were kind of building up Oluwatimi is a guy that we thought could definitely come in. He had a track record of coming in in three different stops in college and taking over the the starting role um including Michigan where he who was elected uh, team captain after two weeks of spring practice. Um and, and won all the awards and all the hardware, and so that—that's the reason for that. Doesn't mean Evan Brown isn't a competent guy, a competent center. Evan Brown put on a little bit of weight as well when uh, Detroit asked him to play guard. So I think originally he came into the league at like three hundred five, three hundred seven. I think he's up to like three twenty, um, which is a decent weight for the center position in this division. Uh, when you take a look at all the guys that he's going to have to go up against now am I hopeful that he's going to be able to to take on those guys especially from San Francisco and uh the first week out the Los Angeles Rams I'm not so sure but you know we'll we'll see it, if he's the weakest link along the entire offensive line I'm okay with that as
3: long as he's competent Yeah um I mean that's um they got through last year
2: with what looked like a lesser player. Um, Evan Brown so far has looked like an upgrade, maybe not a huge upgrade, but an upgrade. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, if that's the worst case, okay, I'm game. Um, It matters more to me what they get out of the right guard spot because last year they got very little out of Gabe Jackson. Um, And so if they can get a, um, you know, a, a reasonable, Uh, contribution from Phil Hans. I think they're, the team will be better. I I'm still in the case where I want to see um, this team go younger at those positions and do better that way. And I know that that's not necessarily the, the popular opinion because most people are like play whoever, as long as they win. Um, But I want to see this team like get those the, the younger players in there, get them some experience, develop them. Because I think Oluwotimi is the long-term answer at center. I really do.
3: Yeah, I agree.
1: You know, just uh, for everyone out there, just kind of a little squeamish with Evan Brown. He was the guy, if you remember the Charbonnet run in that Cowboys game, he was in at center. And he had a really nice block against Mozzie Smith to break that run. That That's exactly where Charbonnet went the guard would had pulled out to go find the, the, uh, the closest, uh, linebacker and, um, uh, our tackle, uh, kept our, our defensive end outside and Stravon, was able to run untouched right up the middle there. And Brown actually was, was the guy that sprung that. So there is some hope. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Levi Brown and some of the other, um, outside edge guys uh, at the tail end of the roster that are competing. So we're looking at Tariq Smith, essentially Tariq Smith and Levi Brown for that, what would be essentially the, the sixth spot, the, the second, third string guys out there, deep rotation guys, guys that might even not suit up, but may, if, if the special teams play warrants it, Levi Bell's one of those guys.
2: It would be the fifth and sixth spot, wouldn't it? Yes. With Noasu and re- Hall and then um, yeah. Taylor Mafe and, and yes. Um uh, being the the four above them. So we're looking at the fifth and sixth spot. You keep six outside linebackers, edge guys, think, pass rushers.
1: I think you do. If you keep two defensive tackles and four defensive ends.
2: So if you're going into the season with only six defensive linemen, then sure. Yeah. You can keep um, all six of the outside linebackers. And then I think both those guys make the roster. Um, if you go that's in that's the way with,
3: i've got it currently
2: with five one of those two guys doesn't make the roster um and i don't i don't know how you 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 make that decision at this point because well the
1: reason that i both do both of them have looked
2: good both of them have looked promising the
1: the the loss really is jacob uh, sykes for me he doesn't make my roster as currently constructed but um cameron young and you Reed at, at defensive tackle, but Miles Adams and Dre Jones can also swing over there if needed. Um, so I've got Cameron Young, Miles Adams, Dre Jones, Reed, Edwards, and Morris making the roster. Jacob Sky, uh, Sykes is, is left out, uh, but definitely on the practice squad. And then I've got uh, Nuasu, Taylor, Mathe, Hall, Smith, Bell. And, and um, I mean, I can go through all of it if you want, but, I mean, that's essentially – the the group and i think that's i think they would rather keep smith and bell only because of the ability to play special teams they're they're some of the most athletic guys on the team and you you want to hold on to those guys yeah
2: yeah those guys both will will um make a difference on you know coverage teams and um you know kickoff coverage teams so i could see them wanting to do that it's just that's a lot of players to commit to a position where only Two out of six would be on the field at any one time.
1: I know. I don't know what else to do there, because you really don't want to. I mean, you you could you could get Levi Bell potentially onto the practice squad. Maybe, if you needed to. Um
2: Bell's also but, been extremely active and has mm-hmm. really shown up uh, on the tape from these two games. Do you think so. you could
1: get Tariq Smith onto the practice squad?
2: Yeah. See, I don't know that either. That's, that's and both of, of those guys, yeah, I, if you cut either of them, you risk losing them.
1: Because yeah, the, real, the rusher, real issue, it comes down to inside linebacker too, because mm-hmm. that's where you're gonna have to make some decisions.
2: Well, I think the fact that um Vi Jones is gonna start the year on the IR helps. So you've got, um you know,
1: Radigan, Ben Burkervin, and O'Connell to choose from. Yeah, for depending one spot. on how you count. Nick Boulour too.
2: Nobody counts Nick Boulour.
1: Well, he's on the team. He's gonna make the roster. So where do you put True, him?
2: True, but he doesn't count as a linebacker.
1: He may made... right. But you got to put him somewhere in order to beat him on the fifty-three. I mean, I'm just saying he's got to count somewhere.
2: He's a, he's a fullback.
1: Okay,
3: <laughs> that means you you potentially only keep five wide receivers instead of six. Yeah, maybe. Okay.
1: Um, but Levi Belt definitely. I mean, here's a guy that's got three tackles, eight pressures, one sack, plus he's all over the place and plays mm-hmm. special teams as well. Um, I, I like him. He's, he's definitely come on. He's only like what, 5'11, uh, 262, something like that. Uh, but man, is he active and, and um, he's hungry. And, and a guy like that on the roster is really kind of cool now. Tariq Smith, uh, according to Pete Carroll, kind of has come through camp a little late, late bloomer in camp. Um, and it's, but has come on really strong. And Pete said he really needed to see what, what Tariq Smith was able to do in that um, second game. And he was impressed. And uh, team high seven tackles a sack uh, tackle for a loss. loss. Um, he was and, really and think, active. Yeah.
2: Really active and active in the backfield a lot. Um, just getting penetration he there was one where he gave up the outside and setting the edge, and I was in the middle of the play, I was like, Oh God, you can't do that, you can't dive inside, but he got inside and then came back behind the tackle and made the play anyway for a tackle for a loss and I'm like that is that is a unique um set of athleticism if you're able to have the running play go outside after you went inside, but you still cut back behind the tackle and make the play like that is, you don't, you just don't see it. Um, He should have been washed out of the play there, but he still came back and made it and you go, okay, kid has special athleticism. There's a lot to like there and really showed just the rest of the game. And um, as much as I like Levi bell,
3: because he's a great story and all of that, um. Uh, he doesn't have that. Um,
2: prototypical size, length, um, speed—you yes. know, just everything. Um, and so uh,
1: I—they're not going to give up on Tariq Smith. Yeah, before I mean, Smith, he's even—he's even started really. He, Smith, he was out Sm- all last year.
2: Yeah, Smith has. The upside's there, and if he's also if it's if it's a competition between the two of them and one of them makes it at this point, as much as I really like Levi Bell and I want to see him succeed, um, I would have to give it to Smith. Uh, he's just got the higher ceiling. He's got that length that yeah. Levi Bell just doesn't.
1: He's had the highest uh, Pro Football Focus grade against Dallas on the defense at seventy nine point nine, as well, which is nearly the- elite
2: that is yeah i mean 80 is the lead so <laughs> 79.9 right. uh well let's just call it a lead that he had a really good game
1: really good he did. Game. all right let's talk about the linebackers really quick uh bobby wagner's there jordan brooks is back that's the surprise okay so Passed wasn't sure if, yeah wasn't sure if jordan brooks was going to come back now that throws a wrench into this entire room because you've got Devin bush uh which who was going to play for him? Essentially, uh, with Bobby Wagner, now you've got a trio of guys there that can can make plays for you. Uh, those guys are on the roster for sure. And then you've got John Radigan, Phi Jones, Ben Kervin, Patrick O'Connell. I, I've got Nick Buller thrown in there. A guy by the name of Christian Young, who's a convert from a, a strong safety into a uh, off the ball linebacker. That's the group. Now John Radigan's looked poor this. Um, this training camp however the team really likes him um there's a reason that he's he's there by jones been hurt ben burke Irvin's undersized we already know what he is he's coming back from that devastating knee injury that's a good story patrick o'connell's made some plays but second third fourth string type plays in preseason i think he's definitely not going to make the roster so you're really looking at radigan jones and burke kervin
2: jones is probably starting the year on ir um, which gives you uh Radigan and Burkurvan and O'Connell. Um, as the guys competing for one spot.
1: Maybe two. Maybe.
2: Man, I have a hard time seeing two.
1: Um there are three. There are three. Three inside linebackers if you go with Wagner Book, Brooks and Bush and Cut Radigan Jones. Brooke O'Connell and company and have at least two of those guys show up on the practice squad. So you can bring them up.
2: Yeah. Maybe that's it. I, I expect one of the, that group to make the roster for uh, four I do too, But the, it
1: gets, it, it gets wishy it washy because uh, of, of, you know, you wanted, you, you kind of wanted to carry six corners because the, the depth there. And now it looks like maybe you have to carry five because Jordan Brooks came back. Jamal Adams, it looks like Jamal Adams' not gonna make it. So that gives you a little bit
3: more flexibility there at safety. You can kinda
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean I just look at that at that and Radigan has flashed, he's made some plays, but he's also missed some plays that you can't win if he's missing those plays. His tackle, uh, in regular right. season It is, is not acceptable. Um and Burke Hervin is is an elite special teams player but doesn't offer you anything as a defensive player. Um, and I, if you're going to make it as, you know, the 52nd or 53rd man on the roster, you better be able to play special teams, which I think actually helps him um, because he's down far enough on the depth chart that it's not really a... Um, his ability to to act be active and, and do things on defense is less of a big deal um because he's such a good special teams player and because he's so far down on the depth chart um and then O'Connell's surprised in these two preseason games and i don't know what to think of him and you, these two preseason games against a bunch of uh third and fourth straight guys it makes it really hard to evaluate it's just not a big sample against elite competition so um but i think one of that trio makes this roster
1: Interesting. That's why or this none game of, is going to be so big.
2: Or none of them do, and they sign someone who's not currently
1: on the roster. It is true. That could happen. Um, that's why these games, you know, third preseason game, nobody's, no starters are going to play. It's just going to be kind of a ragtag group, and you're going to face other the other teams, you know, second, third, fourth strength as well. But there's three or four spots on this roster that guys are, their job's on the line. And, um, well, everyone's job's on the line, but. In particular, if you want to make this roster, guys like Radigan, uh, Burkervin, O'Connell, um, Levi Bell, Tariq Smith, these guys need to have big games um, to, to ensure that, that, excuse me, that the coaching staff is going to, um, to, to make sure that they're on the roster.
2: For sure. Yeah, and um, big games doesn't necessarily mean big stat sheets for defenders, um, but it, it could be a big game of just doing your job really well even if the run goes in the other direction. So you don't, you're not involved in a tackle. You held the backside like you're supposed, like you're supposed to, you um, had that backside pursuit to get rid of a cutback land, which you know what I mean? Like those are the kinds of things that don't show up on a stat sheet, but they show up on film and you do all of those things really well. And yeah, I mean that can be a big game and that can be enough to get you onto the roster.
1: The last group I, I want to talk about, I'm kind of skip over the safeties. Um, Diggs, Love, Reed, Joey Blount, Jonathan Sutherland, all those guys. You could We could talk about Joey Blount and, and Sutherland. I think the team really likes Sutherland, but they also really like Joey Blount.
2: Um, I think that with um, Adams starting the year on the pup list, it opens up for all five of those guys to make the roster. Um, especially because Sutherland and Blout are such good special teams contributors.
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe.
1: I
2: can see um, Reed being pushed through to the
1: practice if, squad. If if you look at this at the cornerback group, the the Woolen Witherspoon, Mike Jackson, Trey Brown, Kobe Bryant, Artie Burns situation, that that's six. Um and, <laughs> and Eleven only defensive had, backs is a lot. And if you've got four safeties, you know, that's seven. If you had another one, that'd be 11. That'd be as much as I've seen the Seahawks carry ever. Um, but, yeah, decisions will have to be made. Trey Brown versus Michael Jackson. I understand Michael Jackson's just been struggling. Uh, I don't know why. Um, and it, but Trey Brown's been playing strong. Now, uh, devin Weatherspoon's coming back. Uh, into Mm -hmm. practice maybe gets a little run in this game I don't know Uh, depends on uh, how advanced he is coming back from his injury Um, and then Artie Burns uh, who has been playing very well Um, just in a steady role he's he doesn't you know he's not out there you're not going to call his name a lot but
2: in both games he was according to pro football focus was within the top five of Seattle defenders yeah. in both so in both games so far.
1: Do you just um, do you just can a guy like that? He's but just been doing his job. I mean, the talent is above him is just tremendous.
2: I think that you hope that he has shown enough that you can get a draft pick for him. That there's a team that lost a cornered injury needs a vet. Everyone, and Artie Burns was a good player coming into Seattle. He's shown really well this preseason. Um, he doesn't cost anything. Last so maybe year, Seattle made the determination
1: four. that they were just going to carry him and not play him just because mm-hmm. they needed that veteran presence. Now, is there enough veteran presence on this roster where they don't need him in that respect anymore? If he's not going to suit up, if he's not going to play, why carry him to begin with?
3: The
2: most senior cornerback would be Trey Brown. If Artie Burns is cut.
3: And Mike Jackson, if you count his practice squad years,
2: <laughs> so Trey <Sorry>. Brown, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I mean, you're so you're, you're a guy going into his third year. He's the, he's the the elder statesman of your cornerback room. If you and it's still an
1: ultra talented uh, room, and I wouldn't oh, have Trey, any problem with that.
2: Yeah, but you're getting really young too, too quick.
1: I think I, you're I, depending on Julian Love and Diggs to kind of corral that group. You know, but you do need a corner. I think you do need a corner specifically that's got some gravitas. But if, if it, it, it is what it is, you're not going to let go of one of your young guys in favor of Artie Burns. You're just not. And so it really depends if somebody gets nicked up in this game, or, you know, I don't, I, I don't even want to say that out loud, but there, there's a, there's going to be a player that we've mentioned, you know, Joey Blount, Jonathan Sutherland. Jarek Reed, Artie Burns, uh Kobe Bryant even, I think might might be susceptible here. Um to to some sort of roster cut that's shocking. Um uh, that that you're hoping you can get onto your practice squad but you may not be able. Kobe
2: Bryant made the switch to safety. He's played
1: 100% like of the
2: snaps, 100% of games, the snaps through the right? um through the two preseason games. Yeah. but hasn't really looked good at any point He's had a couple of you know highlight plays of getting in and breaking him a ball but he's missed a bunch of tackles gave up you know a couple touchdowns like there's been some the Team really issues.
1: likes him though i mean and he is a good player and he has that potential and he does know how to punch the ball out and i think being surrounded by other good players gives him the best opportunity but at what I mean, point does <clears throat> the team say dude we gave you every opportunity to To come up and and show and you didn't. And we gotta make some tough choices. And yeah, yeah, I mean I I hate saying that from a guy that won the Jim Thorpe Award, fourth round draft pick just last year. You don't want to give up on a kid like that, right?
2: Well, then why did they move him to safety out from his corner spot?
1: Because you're you've got an embarrassment of riches.
2: Because how many different guys are above him on the depth chart at corner?
1: And at safety. You yeah. know in the nickels that can play nickel, so you take a look at julian love he, that's that's kind of where he took the majority of snaps last year with with the the, the uh, giants and so he's going to get some run there. Jarek Reed they just drafted he already had Joey Blount on the roster, Jonathan Sutherland's apparently showing to the point where he's getting a little bit of a run with first string nickel defense um you know, yeah, Kobe Bryant's go- been moving around because you know, and he's kind of lucked out in a way because Weatherspoon's kind of been injured. So he's been getting even more show than
3: than maybe he would have had every everybody been healthy. Mm-hmm.
2: I think that we're gonna see a trade. Honestly. Um somebody's somebody's not making this roster, but I don't think they're get cut. Um, whether it be Artie Burns or Kobe Bryant or both. Um, you know, there's some sixth round draft or, picks, or, or Michael, or Michael Jackson for like a third or fourth. Um, there's some there there's a, some draft picks coming Seattle's way because they just have too many bodies for the for roster spots.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and just the safety, you know, battle between Jarek Reed and Joey Blount and Jonathan Sutherland that could be for one spot. Two of those guys might not be on the roster. And well, if I had my, if I had Jamal, to choose right With Jamal now Adams today, starting
2: the year on the pup, I think two out of the three make it.
1: Yeah, go build a roster. And I challenge you to to, to keep it at 25 now. You might not, uh, on the defense, you might not be able to, you can go to 26 as long as you have 24 on the offense, but then what do you do with a guy like um, Nick Ballore?
2: Nick Bellore, I right. count him as, and, you count him as an offensive player instead of a defensive right. player, and that's how you balance it. To, well, to and you qualify. had a kid like
1: Bell, Levi Bell, show up and play, at, take a snap at fullback, and do, so yeah, and do so the, the job. The team might be getting ready to like, really make some hard choices here. You know, we'll talk about this when our, our roster prediction show comes up next Sunday because this is as tough as it's been for us, I think, in four or five seasons to predict. I really do, especially on these positions we've just been talking about. Everything else is kind of sad, but this defense is in flux right now, especially with Brooks coming back because that that took a spot that somebody, one of these guys that we've been talking about was going to get.
2: It's in flux, but it's in flux in a good way. It's a, oh, my God, we have too many good defensive backs that we have spots. What do we do with this good defensive back we don't want to cut because he's too damn good right that that's if it's if that's flex if that's that's what you want right that's when you have depth that's when you have guys that you're gonna to have to cut that could go start for another
3: team cardi burns um yeah you're in you're in good shape yeah no no question
2: I don't think they're in good, no that in, in that good of a shape at, um, you know, middle linebacker, but the fact or that you get, you get, you get Brooks back and now you're three deep at a position where two people play. And in reality, one and a half people play because you're going to be in the nickel probably 60, yes. to 70% and of and the that's time. that's why
1: I'm sneaky suspicion that Seattle goes into that very first game with three inside linebackers
3: on the uh, roster.
2: Yeah. And then if you can, especially if you can get a guy like Radigan and, um, uh, into the practice squad. So you,
3: you have a little bit of (laughs) flexibility.
1: Right. Right. And, and maybe they don't designate by Jones. Maybe he gets cut and then they, they bring him back on as well. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
3: If,
1: if, especially if he's only three weeks away or whatever.
2: Yeah. I, I could see them starting him on, um, the IR. And then he has, you know, the four weeks
3: and then, but he's to make gotta, decisions. he's gotta make on, he's gotta make it on the 53 to do that. True. Interesting. Crazy. I mean, the, the camp battles this year kind of, you know, we had
1: several of them and, and really they, they've narrowed down to just two or three really key ones. You know, the mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant, um, Trey Brown, Mike Jackson, Devin Witherspoon, Thing for playing time, playing snaps, I think is is a big one. I think the, all those guys make the roster. I think Artie Burns will, is probably going to end up being the guy that gets cut. At least that's where it sits with me right now. I don't know how I feel about it in a week, but we'll see. And um, Jarek Reed and, and Sutherland and Blount is a, is another interesting one. Uh, Jarek Reed's had five tackles, one pass breakup. You know, there's there's some positives with Reed. Um, he's looked pretty decent in in coverage. Um, he can play both safety spots as well as the slot. Um, so there's some diversity there. They really liked him. They went out and got him, you know, as far as the draft pick is concerned. I, they had some coaches in his corner. Um, so I,
3: I, yeah, yeah.
1: And then you've got Sutherland and Blount, you know, I think maybe
3: they, they let Blount go uh, out of that group. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And, but, and, that's a guy that
2: if they do cut him, I think gets to the practice squad.
3: Mm, yeah. I, th- I, I
1: actually thought you were going to say gets picked up by another team. Another I team mean, that really needs a, 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 a special teams player and a guy that can play.
2: Um, if, if a team is really looking for a gunner and a fourth safety, sure. But there's going to be a lot of guys released on the same okay. day. He's a guy that, that I think you get through in part because he didn't play much last year because he was hurt. Um, and so he's not necessarily on everyone's radar as much as he is like yours and mine who cover this team and, and, um, focus in quite so
3: in, in such detail. Um, so I, I could see it being a, um, I could see it being a situation where they they try and get him through to the practice squad. But then
2: again, um, I think Derek Reed could make it through to the practice squad for the same reasons. So either of those guys, um, I think if, if they get cut, we can probably get them through and then worry about, you know, all that stuff later. But there's not a lot of guys that I would would be worried
3: that are going to be picked up. um, except for, um, you know, the outside linebackers.
1: One, one guy I'll mention that we never had to mention all training camp was Chris Stoll, the long snapper. Um, never had any competition. Nobody ever brought, you know, they didn't bring any, any guys in no undrafted free agents to even compete with him at all. He's taken every snap. He's gone down and made a couple of uh, tackles first on special teams. Um, haven't heard a word out of camp about him Um, which is exactly what you want so well the fact that he the made job, it,
2: the fact that he did his job as a snapper and then got downfield to make a play on a um on a punt play that's a big deal for coaches like uh Izzo and company are gonna love that and that's mm-hmm. why you bring a guy like him in and even though you've got guys that you know, did a great job in the past because you think this kid can offer you something more and be involved in, in the coverage units. And when he shows that he can, you go, we picked right. There's no reason to bring anybody
1: else. Yeah. Tyler Ott did get a job. I, I saw, I can't remember where he went. I don't know about Tinker, uh, but good luck to him. I think that's it. Um, we kind of went through all the, all the different uh, position battles. Um, It'll be a good game. We'll come uh, back this week and do a uh, preview game, uh, preview show, excuse me, for the Green Bay Packers, um, mostly kind of rehashing what we just talked about essentially. Um, and and then, and then that's it. And then we go down to cuts, and two weeks later we play um, regular season football. So it's, it, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty finally, and we'll get this thing going. Uh, I, think, I think this is going to be a good season. I really do. This is a good roster. It's a good roster. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty excited about it. I'm just, I'm a little concerned with a couple of spots. That defensive tackle spot has me worried. That wide receiver spot all of a sudden has me worried. And I, yeah, I didn't think it was going to be a worry. Um, but I think Njigba is going to be fine long term. Just that short
3: term little window of unknown has mm-hmm. me a little freaked out. But anyway, anything else? No, I think let's get out of here. All right. Find Keith
1: on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can find me at NW Seahawk. The show is a Hawk, at Hawks Playbook. SeahawksPlaybook.com is the website. You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube and hit that subscribe button. So until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWCHawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at seahawksplaybook.com.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.